The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. We're always glad to have you along for the ride. Nathan Miller is our producer, and we will endeavor to do our best with the allotted time today. Well, check this out. There is a donut shop and bakery in tiny Clare, Michigan, that's spelled C-L-A-R-E, Clare, Michigan, that has been in constant operation since 1896. This legendary business was within weeks of closing when the members of the Clare Police Department came to the rescue, all of them. That's right, all nine members of the local police department banded together to save this historic, beloved enterprise. Named Cops and Donuts today, the bakery offers handmade and handheld wonders of all types. You can stop in for a warm, fresh donut and a steaming cup of coffee while you enjoy the police decor and friendly, that is very safe, atmosphere. Come over and see the new store in Claire that everyone is talking about. It's made some national news. It's extraordinary. You talk about urban renewal. This is done in a unique and very loving way. Nine policemen, police officers. There are some ladies involved in this. We'll get into that, too. What a community effort. And it was spearheaded by two gentlemen we're going to get to know in the course of this episode. We're talking about cops and donuts and Claire, Michigan, a gateway town to many people. We have the interview coming right up after this. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, Alert Drops will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get Alert Drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system. And you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal-clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Find out what the weather is on your route with the Drive Weather app. It shows the forecast at each point. Drive Weather. Download today on the app or Play Store. 
We are here to talk to a couple of gentlemen who are the brains and the brawn, and they had a lot of help besides in making Claire, Michigan, the place where cops and donuts came together, not as the punchline of a joke, but as a heartfelt appreciation and an amazing collaboration. That's the best word that made Claire, Michigan, the place where they saved a business and they did it with the power of their commitment, their professionalism, their expertise in various areas and some heartfelt love. We're going to talk to Greg Reinerson, a.k.a. Rhino, R-Y-N-O. He's worked in law enforcement since 1982, retiring from the Clare Police Department in 2013 to work full-time at the bakery. He is president of Cops and Donuts and is often called a marketing genius by other people. Rhino was <laughs> married to Tammy for 31 years until her passing in February of 2022 during the writing of this book. Rhino lives in the town of Clare and has three children and 10 grandchildren. Then there's Alan White, a.k.a. Bubba. He retired from his 30-year career in law enforcement in Alaska and Clare to work full-time at the Cops and Donuts Bakery and now serves as its vice president. He's held many other jobs, including political candidate and professional animal skinner, a professional speaker. He has also published Alaska Behind Blue Eyes, Standing Ground, in sheep's clothing and promise not to tell. Bubba lives in the Clare area with his wife, Annette, and two dogs. Lots to get to. Hello, Rhino, and hello, Bubba. Hello. Hi. So glad you gentlemen could make it make it into the show today on fairly short notice, as a matter of fact. We deeply appreciate that. Let me we begin. We have no life, Gary. <laughs> and also, we respond quickly. Yes, you do. And <laughs> thank goodness for that. Here. On all counts. Let me start with you, uh, Rhino, and then please weigh in, Bubba. There's a story within the story here. And I guess a great way to kick off this interview would be to ask, how did Cops and Donuts get its name? Well, the name actually uh, came from uh, Brian Gregory. We call him Dogman from his son. I believe he was 10 at the time. And uh, we were beating names around and we were talking cop shop donuts, you know, different things like that. And he was playing on his game, sitting on the floor in the corner here at the bakery when we were discussing things. And all of a sudden he interjects and he says, hey, dad, you know, how kids are always playing cops and robbers. Why don't you just call it cops and donuts? And I mean, the light bulb went off. Uh, I jumped on the Internet right then and, uh, and bought the domains. And uh, the short version was already taken out in California. And uh, so we went with the uh, proper spelling, D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S for donuts. And uh, that's where the name came from. And it's uh, only fitting that we should mention, I'm awfully sorry to hear about the passing of your wife, Tammy, with all of this going on at the time, Rhino, I mean, uh, it's just a lot, you know, and a lot of us face challenges of various kinds. Sometimes they are simultaneous or contemporary, and yet we stay true to our goals as a loving act toward all those who surround us with their love. And it sounds like that is the case here. Yeah, yeah a lot of support. And I found the best thing to do is just stay busy. So uh, this was a real busy project, took a lot of hours, plus on top of what we do here at the bakery. So it really helped out. And in the book, Cops and Donuts, Bubba, there, what is communicated in that book, I was enjoying a portion of it last night, is there is the sense of civic commitment. There is a respect for history a love of community, and you guys, all nine of you on the police force, 
found a way to coalesce around this central driving idea, and you've made a big success of it during very tough times. Do I have that about right, Bubba? Yeah, it was tough times. Uh, unemployment rate was through the roof here in uh, 2009 when we started looking at the bakery. Um, there was uh, many, many closed stores in the two blocks of our downtown. Uh, we were worried about what was happening to our town, and now you've got a, a historic foundation business is 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 going to be closed. And uh, you know, our our marketing shtick is the is the the cops and donuts uh, stereotype, but in reality, we just we wanted to help the city. And it appears that you have done that in a way that's inspirational to so many. Cops and donuts, you know, those all <laughs> seem part of a line in uh, Walk Like an Egyptian where they talk about cops being in the donut shops. We can all yes. have fun with that. But I found many times, now in some big cities, it might be the barber shop, It might be the hairstyling shop. But in Claire, Michigan, which is just to sort of uh, indicate to people the scope of what we're talking about, this is a town, and I've been to several in my travels. This is a so-called gateway town because it's a, a community unto itself. But as you gentlemen realize, it also speaks to the larger wonders to be seen in northern Michigan from Claire, which is the gate. It's a place to stop. Hey, stay for a night or two. Have a donut. Enjoy all that this locale has to offer. And then go into the great wonders of Michigan. That's that's really kind of a special responsibility that some of these perfectly placed small towns have, it seems to me. Yeah, Claire is uh, halfway between the population center of Michigan, which is in this southern part of the state, and where everybody wants to go on the weekend, which is up north. And Claire just happens to be halfway, and we have two major highways that intersect here. And so we've become a tradition for people traveling to go up to their cottages on the weekend or to see relatives or just a vacation. Yeah, we're just a little over two hours north of Detroit, and they do call us the gateway to the north. So It's it's more than marketing, but there's, you know, as you guys found out, they're uh, most strenuously at times that there's nothing wrong with marketing when you have a great idea. So I do understand how that works. And I've been to various towns, many times just outside a national park, you know, don't pay for the expensive lodges, come on and stay on the other side of the gate and you can go on in the next day, something like that, you know. In terms of the history of the bakery itself, please tell our listeners what it was that that caught on and stayed popular all those years before the economy forced a sale. This seems like a real gathering place. We're still trying to figure that out, Gary. Um, <laughs> no, actually, you know what it is? Uh, it's a great story. And we're not, there's nothing fancy about us. It's a bunch of, uh, we own four buildings all, all right, kind of connected here. Um, we're not fancy, we're not frilly. It's just a good story, and it's it's kind of like a book that maybe the book isn't that well written, but the story is so great, everybody wants to read it. And I think everybody wants to read Cops and Donuts, the book, hopefully. And, and the bakery here, being a foundation business, you know, there were other bakeries in town, and uh, the Clare City Bakery is the one that survived all the way through. It had been 113 years when we took it over, and uh, it was just the, the center spot of town, um, not nearly as busy. It was just one building. And uh, like you said, if it would have been a barber shop, you know, you can only fit so many in the barber shop and so many men at a time. So with us having three storefronts now, it uh, really makes it a nice gathering spot. We can handle 60 to 80 customers at a time. So it's really nice. 60 to 80. Wow, yeah, that's more than I would have expected. Yeah, we're a small town of 3,200. And this year, and we're aligned, we're probably going to be around 375,000 people through here this year. 
Um, Pre-COVID, we actually hit in uh, probably 2017 was the busiest. And uh, we were right around 500,000 people came through that year. Wow. That is, that's excellent. I mean, kudos. Yeah. yeah. And that was back when in the summertime, we used to stay open 24 hours a day, Memorial Day through Labor Day. Um, now, post-COVID, we just don't have the workforce that we do. So we struggle with workforce and we're open now 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. So if we had those extended hours and people knew they could come at any time, um, our numbers would be north of 400,000, I'm sure. Please tell us how it was, what the experience was like for you brother police officers working and with many wives and friends involved. Let's not forget, there. what was it like coordinating all of these efforts and making the best use of particular skill sets to get the most out of your energy? This is a big Total enterprise chaos. we're talking. Total chaos. It was crazy in the beginning. It was just totally nuts. Um, we've just got, I've just got comfortable myself in probably the last five years of year after year after year, you know, now we've got it figured out. We know what to expect. Um, but you know, it, it was crazy. Who convinced who that this was something that was really worth doing? Was it like a light bulb going on and every, Hey, you know, yes, we can do this. It seems to me that somebody had to do a pretty worthy sales job to bring in that kind of effort. Well, I put it together. And, and the buy-in that's in the book and everything like that, it was $1,500 a guy. And if you couldn't put the whole 1500 in at the time, you could do 400 right now and 11 payments of $100 a month. Who can't do that? It's pretty hard not to say no, or it's pretty hard to say uh, no to that. Bubba, I'm starting to think that phrase, marketing genius is not hype. To come up with something <laughs> like that, it makes it easy to say yes. That's its chief <laughs> virtue instead of, oh, I'd love to help you guys out, but you know, times are tough. You made it possible for people to contribute. That must feel great to everybody involved. Right. I think so. Yeah. 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 You, you know, we made it doable. And that for, I always say, if I've got a bunch of cold sores on my lips, you know, I'm nervous. And that first winter, you know, it was a, it was a scary time. You know, I didn't want to go back to the guys and say, hey, the 1500 bucks wasn't enough. Um, but uh, we made it work. And, and we've been blessed all the way through. And, and we've made it work. And here we go. And it's running and going good. I take it that you feel indebted and grateful to the previous owners because there was that there's that interim period, you know, okay, new ownership coming in. And by the way, how do you make a donut <laughs> or whatever the questions would be? And it seems like you were able, fortunately, to lean on the expertise of the previous owners. Yeah. Yeah. Tony was great. She did a great job. She stayed an extra a week or two yeah. longer than she planned um, right up till the day she was leaving for a vacation. So, yeah. Excellent. They did, they did very well with us. How about telling us, Bubba, let's hear from you on this one. When it was time, when you were within a week or two of opening, I mean, that's nervous time as it would be for anybody in a similar situation. What was the run-up like to day one of Cops and Donuts? Well, we were, we were so busy. It, 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 I wasn't nervous getting ready because we were so busy. I didn't have time to be nervous. And uh, I took time off of work. My wife took time off of work. We were all working and scrambling. And then that, that morning when we opened finally came, and that's when I got nervous. Like, is anybody going to show up? And, uh, and people did, uh, mainly just locals, because they heard the rumors, and we kind of had a soft opening. And, uh, but by the end of the day, I thought, you know, we, we did okay. And uh, then the next day happened. And we were front page in a uh, local paper here. 
And I didn't know that the Associated Press follows small papers around the country looking for human industry stories. And I got, I got a call from somebody from the uh, Associated Press headquarters in Washington and did a 45-minute phone interview in full uniform, in a police car, hiding in the back of the cemetery so nobody would see me. And uh, I'll never forget, at the end of the phone call, he says, Bubba, I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. On one hand, it's a very touching story, but on the other, it's really a funny story. But he said, your life is going to change. This is going to every... This is going to every country. This is anywhere that gets Associated Press and United Press International. This is going. And uh, he says, I don't think you guys are going to know what hit you. And uh, he was right. And it wound up in the pages of a book, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, Tons of books get published every day. But there's something about not only the human interest angle, which is important in itself, but also it's kind of a how-to because there are principles of success embedded in cops and donuts and people can learn from this people who are faced with small town decisions that are pivotal in the history of that town and they want to know where do we go from here and you guys you just really decided to bootstrap this operation and you made it work beautifully there's i've got to ask you was there somebody that was as it were the unofficial chaplain of the group, the kind of guy that keeps everybody motivated, even when the air conditioning doesn't work, it's in the 90s and you have to paint a whole room? Go ahead, man. That would be uh, Dogman, Brian Gregory. Um, he's he's the guy when we have oh, any problems or divisions, he's the guy that kind of comes in and smooths things over. And aside, I know Ryan will agree with that. But also, we, have, we really do have a chaplain. Uh, for our police department and and for our group here. And I can probably name a half a dozen uh, very successful people that have kind of mentors to us. Because when we started this and I started asking people, I got a lot of uh, people saying it won't work, it won't work. And then I realized I'm talking to the wrong people. I'm talking to people who had never taken a chance or been an entrepreneur. And I started talking about people that did that. And all of a sudden we got a lot of encouragement. So yes, Brian Gregory from within, and uh, several people, and Rhino knows all of them, that have been very encouraging to us and supportive. Yeah, we've got we've got a great business uh, climate here in Clare. We're a small town, but it's always done well. The toughest economic times, it's always survived. And all those great leaders have reached out to us, um, whether they're clergy or whether they're business. And uh, we've we even uh, have our own chaplain here at the bakery. Plus, the police department has a chaplain. Um, when we flew to England, uh, the photograph I believe is in the book of our chaplain from a bakery here saying a prayer with us before we flew out. And uh, we just always listened. You know, we took advice from everybody. We listened to the customers. We listened to previous business people that were successful. And uh, we just put it all together. And uh, we've been blessed and it worked. One of the differences between us and the way a lot of companies do business is if one of us comes up with a good idea, we talk it over. And if we think it's something worthy, we do it. Um, an example would be I came in on a Tuesday with a T-shirt idea, and that Friday they were on the shelves. Um, I, I'm on the board of a very large company, and they don't make any decisions without running it through. It takes months to get a decision made. They have to run it through all these different people and committees and study and all this. And we just look at it, hey, this sounds like a good idea. Let's try it. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And we got a whole whole bunch of information in the book about the ones that did and the ones that didn't big time again you're acting on principle and there is so much to learn i have to assume that 
wives and children and cousins and in-laws were not disinterested parties in the success of your venture. Keeping all of that well, together, it's quite an equation. Well, when you come home, uh, and this is another chapter of the book, but when you come home and tell your wife, uh, in order to save the bakery, we have to mortgage our home. Uh, yeah, they're involved. <laughs> yep. You'll, you'll learn that in chapter 11. That was the tougher time. And um, that, that was the hard, that was the harder sell. And not everybody got involved at that point. So, um, yeah. Um, what a happy coincidence. What a happy coincidence. Yeah, we, we've been laughing about that. I think our yeah. author knew what she was doing, but it didn't <laughs> until just recently. <laughs> Anne Stanton like, was the partner in the literary effort. Uh, tell us a little bit about Anne. Let's throw some mad props her way. Um, Bubba knows Anne better than I do. I'll let yeah. him. Anne was the publisher of my uh, editor of my first two books, and she uh, is from uh, Northern Michigan. Uh, she's a best-selling author herself. Her husband is uh, also a, a New York Times best-selling author, and uh, Mission Point Press in Traverse City, Michigan. And um, they offer uh, ghostwriting, but we didn't want a ghostwriter. We we wanted her to get the uh, the, the 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 praise on it uh, because she did such a great job. So she's on the front cover along with us. Um, wonderful woman, great to work with, great uh, publishing company to work with. Again, uh, this collaborative effort. Now the tasty part, the warm handhelds, the confections, because people will want to stop by as they've been doing in droves. They'll hear this. They might listen to the podcast and include a visit to Claire, Michigan, the next time they're in the region. Walking into the bakery, what kind of items are for sale? I can smell them already, but tell our listeners what sorts of things can you order? Um, we're, we're almost a full-service bakery. Um, with the uh, employment climate, we've had to scale back a little bit. But donuts is our, our biggest thing. We've got uh, Long John's and the Bismarck's and the Twists and all those yeast raised. We also have the old-fashioned uh, cake donuts, many different varieties. But we've also got brownies and cookies and pies and handheld pies that we call Amish-style handheld pies. Um, the list goes on cannolis, you know, just tons of stuff. Don't forget felony fritters. We've, the felony fritter is very popular. That's an oh. apple fritter that we call, we put a fun name on a lot of them. Uh, the felony fritter, uh, we've got the uh, the bacon squealer is talked about the most. <laughs> that, that, that actually, uh, from information I got, we started that came from out in uh, the Seattle region. Uh, mm. We're working out in the woods, they'd want a little bit more protein with the breakfast. So it's an unfilled long john with maple frosting and two strips of bacon on top. And uh, they're very popular. It's our most talked about, the bacon squealer, I think probably because of the police connection. Um, but uh, it's not our number one seller. Uh, a long john with custard uh, filling and chocolate frosting is number one. Um, but when you walk in here, it smells like grandma's kitchen. And then we've got a nice little large area that, uh, of swag. Bubba has a different name for that area. We call it our area of shameless capitalism. So we've got T-shirts and hoodies and onesies and ball caps and mugs. And we've got our own uh, deck of cards that the Jokers are Bubba and Rhino. And uh, it, it's just a fun time. We're an event here. We've got seating inside for about 60. Uh, in the summer outside, we've got seating for uh, 16. Uh, we do buses. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were doing 100 tour buses a year. This year, we're starting to get back into the swing. We just had one two days ago. Um, we've probably done 20 this year. Um, I'm hoping next year where everything keeps rocking and rolling, we're back to over 100 buses a year. Um, so it's just a fun time. And when you pull up and you see a bus unloading, don't let that bother you because we can hustle them through here. Um, we've got uh, 
five girls working the counter. Usually four of them are ringing people up. One's keeping this case stocked and uh, it, it's just crazy fun. And uh, this really gets into the finer points of marketing, but how illustrative of the success of your efforts. Which of you decided that it was a good idea? And I think the numbers spoke for themselves. When you began to get a lot of orders, when there was a change of logo, there, uh, there was something on that, that bag. It's like people wanted that. Right, yeah. We started out and we used Zebra Press in the beginning where you just upload your logos and you put on there how much you want to make and they do all the work. And I evenly, I loaded all that stuff up. My son built the website. I loaded up that store in the beginning and I put the logo. So everything you chose, a t-shirt, um, a polo shirt, a ball cap, whatever it was, you could choose either the round, nice professional that said cops and donuts, 100% cop don and all that stuff. Uh, or you could get the whimsical that was the badge with the donut wrapped around it that Beaver came up with. And overwhelmingly, the whimsical badge and donut uh, was the one that people chose. You two have such serious responsibilities and should take a great deal of credit. But I noticed in the book, Cops and Donuts, that you share credit quite liberally. Who among the originals is still around? Are all you guys still involved with the bakery in one form or another? All nine are still involved, not all wow. at the same level. You know, the two of us are here all the time. Um, Dogman and Beaver around the next most. Um, but everybody's still around, uh, some involved more than the others. Let's go to the website then, everybody, as soon as we're done talking here in a minute. There, please give everyone the information about where to get the book. Amazon's a good choice. I got it on Kindle there, but also the just the website and all the orders you take from people who may never have been to Michigan, but they know what your donuts taste like in Claire. Sure. Yeah. Our main website is copsdonuts.com, but a good easy one that we just started uh, with the book is called copsbook.com. It's really simple. It's going to take you to a landing page where you could just click on ordering it from Amazon if you want just the book, or you can click on another entry right there and take it to our store where you can buy donuts, uh, our gear, the book, whatever you'd like. Uh, so it's real simple. Remember copsbook.com and that's the shortest, sweetest, easiest way to get to us. You guys are going to go far with your hyperlinking. I think that's extraordinary. Thank you, <laughs> gentlemen. Oh my goodness. Uh, Greg, and I want to make sure I get your name. Is it Reinerson or Reinerson? Reinerson, yeah. Yep, Reinerson. Greg Reinerson and Alan White. Greg is Rhino. Alan is Bubba. It's a buddy movie for the ages. And the next time I'm in Michigan, and I have been there before, will be again. And believe me, I'm stopping in for a donut and some of your fine hot coffee as well. See you soon, Gary. See you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, kudos. Great job. Great work. Inspiring. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.